about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to this week's program. This program is called All In With The Lord, and we are all in with the Lord, trying to get closer every day, learning how His program and plan for us works, the kingdom of God, as we call the kingdom into the earth, the kingdom as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. What does that mean to you? Is that something that is going to come someday, or it's available to us right now? So today, we're talking about how to utilize God's Word to have victory over every circumstance and situation that we come up against. Are you ready for that? Or are you still prepared to fail? A lot of people are prepared to fail, and they're more prepared to fail than they are to succeed. Um, too often, people are just listening to themselves talk. And they don't understand this mysterious God, how God works in mysterious ways. So today we're going to talk about that and about how he's not so mysterious, but he actually laid out a plan in writing that if you would simply read it and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you, you will find yourself working um, more victoriously in every area of your life. Don't believe it? Well, then stay with us and we'll talk about it for the next 50 minutes. So here we are. Let's start out with a scripture, first of all. Let's read Proverbs 10.22. This is the New International Version, the NIV. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. Now, if you go back to the beginning in Genesis, and I'll read that real quick here, Genesis 1.26, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the sky, over the livestock, over all the wild animals, over all the creatures that move among the ground. So the whole mission here was for Adam, or for mankind, to rule over everything. Let us make man in our image. But then here in Proverbs, it says, The blessing of the Lord brings wealth and, and without painful toil. So what happened was Adam had given up the right to have it without painful toil. You know, he was told to eat not to eat the fruit from one tree. Now, the Bible throughout the Bible refers to people are things, uh, evidence, data, information as trees growing inside of us. And those, uh, an informational tree produces fruit, right? So back then in the garden, God placed Adam into the garden and uh, he said, you know, be fruitful, multiply, be blessed. But Adam, don't eat from that one tr tree. Don't take any information from that one tree, because when you do, you will surely die. And of course, we know Lucifer made a case for that, 
and said, no, he didn't say you'll surely die because it'll be more like him. You'll know everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, But what it did was we were programmed to just know the good at that time. God had not yet revealed to us all the things that could go wrong. So therefore, Adam, uh, before the fall, was just able to just want things, believe for things, and no toil, no work. Get this, man, no work. It just would materialize. Do you realize the body that you're living in has the ability to receive anything you want at any time you want it, except for one problem. Adam and the fall caused you and I to learn all the things that could go wrong. It's built in now. It's just built into us, downloaded in there because of that eating the information from that tree. And from that point on, every person on this planet has still been eating information from that tree. Now, God immediately puts, put a protocol in place, a plan in place, so that we could get out of it, so not to, to but, we, but the contamination was great. Because at that point, all this information about how to fail, how to die, how to work, to, to get what you want. So, in the beginning, Adam was totally dependent on God's system that he put in place. God put a system in place, didn't he? And that system that he put in place was to get us anything we needed whenever we needed it or wanted it without having to understand how. How did we get it? By depending on the fact that God, who created us, also created a system to take care of us. So, he put your mind and soul and free freedom to think inside of this body, right? And inside of this body, inside of this body, when everything that we uh, need to control this body, but yet the body now sort of controls us because we don't trust in the Lord, we trust in ourselves. We trust in how we do it, not how He has done it for us. So, we want to get back to where we're trusting in God. That's where we want to go to. We want to get back to trusting in God. And how the only way to get back there to trusting in God is through the system he now put in place through his son Jesus to get us back. So you don't have to toil. His goal was never for you to have to work to toil. I'm sorry. You know, you think it is. And of course, you know, it says in the Bible that if you don't work, you're, you're worse than an infidel and all that stuff. And I, I get it. You know, you got to work because that's the rule right now. But it wasn't the way it was originally structured. The way it was originally structured was that we don't need to be doing the work. It would all just come. We were to be like God, made in his image and likeness, and we could do exactly as he did and speak it 
say it, and watch it materialize. Wow, what a way to live. But here we are, and we know the truth is we've got to get back there. So the road back, that's what we're looking for. How do we get back to where Adam was? How do we get back there? So in Numbers 14.28, So tell them, as assuredly as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very thing I heard you say. Now, that's in Numbers, which is Old Testament, but he's going back to when the Jewish nation, Israel, the Jewish nation was actually speaking against God. And he says here, I will declare, I declare, says the Lord, I will do the very thing I heard you say. So what you say matters. How God spoke the universe into existence, God said, let there be light, and and there was, God said, God said, God said, and now he's saying whatever we say, he will uh, cause it, the very thing I heard you say, to come upon you. So it's time to start, you know, being careful what you say. Proverbs 18.21, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. What does that mean, those who love it? So when you speak every day, you're speaking all the time to somebody, something, or at something. Maybe you're speaking a lot to the TV or speaking a lot to the online videos because you get mad at them and you're speaking at them. But when you speak, the power of life and death and are, is in the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit, which means the more you talk about something, the more you love something that you're talking about all the time, the fruit of what you're saying will come to pass. That's how it works. That's how it works. Now, you you know, a lot of people say a lot of things. You get upset. You, you, you talk down to people. You talk bitterly at people. Today... People were out of control. They, they, they beat up on each other rather than being kind and loving. So the power of the tongue, what you're saying, you will eat the fruit of. It's right here. If you don't believe me, read it. Proverbs 8, 18, verse 21. Genesis 1, 28. Let's read that. God blessed them. Who? Us. And said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Take it over. Subdue it. Rule over everything. Rule over the fish, over the sea, over the birds and the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the earth. That's what we're to do. Are you doing that? Or are you being ruled over? Are you ruling or being ruled? Now, we were made originally to depend on God's system and to depend on God. But today, what we hear from everything and everyone around us is you got to depend on yourself. You got to look out for number one. You got to take care of you. You got to, you got to, you got to. And that all came out of that eating from the tree that we weren't supposed to eat from. Now that tree is everywhere. People are eating fruit off of that tree every single moment of every single day. How? You say, Art, where's the tree? The tree is Google. The tree is information. The tree is 
the tree of, of living where everybody's going to tell you all the secrets of how to stay young, how to take care of your body, how to do it all. Because that is the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And they'll tell you all the things. And boy, it cracks me up when you hear these medical commercials where they tell you how you're going to take this and it's going to fix you. But of course, you might die from it and you might get tortured. Your kidneys might fail and this might... I mean, if that's not an example of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, I don't know what is. So what we start doing is depending on doctors, depending on medicine. Nothing wrong with doctors, but God is God. Are you depending on him first? We need to depend on the Lord first. If we depend on the Lord, we're going back towards the original where Adam was. So we want to eat from the tree of life. And the tree of life, of course, is to just trust God. Now, that was taken away from Adam in the garden. But then the tree of life is now here again with us because Jesus is the tree of life. He is the life, the truth, and the life. And he brought it back to us. And he handed it back to us in a way that if we will receive him, then we take that tree, eat that fruit, and replace the old fruit. But I'll tell you what, as you haven't experienced this, it's not the easiest thing in the world to replace the old fruit. It keeps jumping up at you, telling you how to live life, telling you what to do. It just does. So what are you going to do about it? The only way to live it out is to renew your mind with God's Word. Are you depending on God's Word or are you depending on the world's Word? If it's the world's Word, it's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So every day you have to ask yourself, where am I getting this information from? Because you are still eating from the same tree that Adam ate from that caused his downfall, unless you have toned down the world, and lifted up the Lord, opened the Word of God, and through the Word of God, we are eating that fruit. We're eating the fruit from God's Word and diminishing the fruit from the world. Right now, as you look around, you can see the world's pretty out of control. They think they know everything. Boy, people just think they are the smartest things. And yet, they know nothing, because they still don't even know that the divine creator is coming back. A lot of them don't know that, and he is coming back, and he is going to ask them to account for what they've done. Now, the fortunate thing for those of us that have accepted Jesus as our Lord is that your judgment day is over. And you've been judged, and you're judged righteous because of what Jesus did. But for all those people out there that don't know him, and even if they know his name, and but they don't know him, that is a problem for them and eternity. So we have to believe for them and pray for them and ask the Lord to help us to bring his word to them. But the, step, the first step is for you and I to learn how to depend on the Lord, depend on Jesus, depend on God, 
go back to the original tree of life where Adam had to depend on God. He did not have to do one thing himself. He didn't toil. He didn't work. How would you like not to have to work? But the work today is believing. Believing that Jesus brought to us back the tree of life, that we could start eating from it again. And it's unfortunate that we had to go this route, but in the end, it will be a better route for all because we appreciate our Lord and Savior and God and the Holy Spirit so much more. If you didn't lose it, you wouldn't appreciate getting it back. I, for one, want it all back. Do you want it back? How would you like not have to work and everything, all the food you need, all the the gas, fuel, um, anything that you want would just, boom, show up. Wouldn't you like that? And it's not a genie in a lamp. It is a scientific quantum world that God created. And I listen to scientists talk about the quantum, and they, they get pretty into it. And it's they know it exists, but they don't know how to activate it to work for them every day. Boy, if people would, people would love to know that. And here we are as Christians, and we have the answers to that. The answer is in God's Word, that we can activate the quantum world. We can cause things that are not seen to manifest and become real. How do you do that? By believing and trusting in the Lord with all your heart and leaning not on your own understanding or on the understanding of the world. Because the world, boy, if you listen to the radio, if you listen to the TV, if you turn on the internet, if you're listening online to YouTube or or any of these, you're getting fed a healthy diet of the world's perspective on life. And today, man, there's some great videos on there. Yeah, the great video. It'll tell you how to make anything. And you can go ahead and do it. But that is still depending on the world system. It's not depending on the Lord. It's not putting God first. It's not trusting in the Lord with all our heart. It's trusting in the world or what somebody on YouTube told you to do to get the result that you're looking for. So, number one, we want to come to a point of remembering who we are in Christ. We have an identity problem as a church. The identity of who do you think you are? God made you. Are you important to the divine creator of the universe? Yes. But do you know that? Do you know who you are, what he wants you to do, and how you will ever make it uh, through life knowing that he is with you every well, do you know that he's with you every step of the way not just some of the time now i know there's this battle going on each person fights but god said be blessed he wants to multiply he wants you to multiply he wants you to be blessed he wants you to have things in this life not just in the one to come so genesis 2 verse 2 and 3 By the seventh day, God had finished his work that he had been doing, and on the seventh day, he rested. Okay, did he rest because he was tired? No, he rested because he was done. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that which he had done. 
God created everything. Now, I know if you watch ancient aliens or any of those things on there, they're going to tell you how many billions of years ago and giants were here. And yes, they were. And it's all scripture. And I laugh because I, I hear them talking about it as of how those giants get here. How did that civilization ever live? Read the Bible. It talks about it. It talks about the war that took place in heaven and how one-third of the angelic host fell with Lucifer, came into the earth and had relations with women. Oh, yes. If you haven't read it, why not? It's in there. So, these things that they're talking about and Hedgestone and all these places where all these cities were built out of rock and they don't know how they got built. It's amazing to me that they can't just pick up the Bible because the answers are all in there. Now, time-wise, I don't even think they're right on the time, uh, how many thousands of years they predict, because it's all based on reasoning. And the, pro- the, the challenge we had from the beginning is Adam tried to reason out how this worked after he ate from that tree. I don't want to, I don't, I love to say, I don't even know how a flashlight works because I don't want to reason it out. I don't want to think it out. I want to just know that the Lord is taking care of it. So we have to get back to that so that there's no toil. You can relax. Once you agree on what you want, what you want, you have to agree. You have to know what you want, and then you have to agree with the Lord and someone, if possible, who will agree with you in prayer. Because where two or more agree, it's done. It's done. Where is it done? It's done in the quantum world. I, I don't see it though, Art. I don't see what you're talking about. No, it's invisible. It's the invisible world that you're touching with your words. It's the invisible world that you have been given dominion over. And Adam lost it because he didn't know that that's how it worked. God hadn't yet explained the whole quantum world to him. He just said, do this, it works. And Adam then, of course, learned all the reasons it may not work, which caused him to stumble, fall, and eventually die. Took him a long time to die, though. So, here's the thing. We want to get back to where Adam was. That's the whole plan. The creator, the divine alien, the divine creator, the divine God that we all know made these incredible bodies that our souls live in. We have free will and a body that's just amazing. You can't, they don't even know how to build a part to replace it. They're, it's so amazing. The human body is amazing. And yet it was designed and built by our Creator. Is it so hard to accept the fact that we need Him? That we should be leaning on God more, trusting in God, and, and not ourselves. So what we're supposed to be doing is trusting in the Lord, surrendering to God, relaxing and knowing that God has a plan for our life. Well, you know, in Genesis 2.15, the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. How was he supposed to take care of it? Was he, Did he hand him a garden hoe? Did he hand him a shovel? Did he hand him well, things to plant? No. He showed him how to use his faith because Adam didn't even know that was faith. It just was what he spoke. He knew happened. He knew it. 
until he read in a book somewhere that it might not, or how long it might take. So that's the knowledge of good and evil. Versus Adam was put in the garden. He said, be fruitful, multiply, take care of this place, and put, take dominion over. I made this for you to have complete control over. Well, this earth was made for us to have complete control over. Does it look like we have complete control? <laughs> and look at the control. It's so out of control because people want to take the fact that there's a divine creator out of everything. You, you know, we can't talk about separation of church and state. Well, I, it doesn't say that anywhere, by the way. That's all made up. And it, it's not our Constitution was divinely written. That's a whole nother topic. And it represents Scripture, all Scripture. I mean, it was all taken from Scripture. They don't want to talk about it. Separation of church and state. Take God out of here. Take God out of school. Take God out. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. Hey, I'm telling you, we have to realize that God Almighty has a plan for us, and He wants us to prosper. But if you take Him out, He allows your free choice to be upheld. That's right. Your free choice is being upheld because, why? Because he gave you free choice. God has the power to change anything, but he doesn't have the authority. And the reason is he gave the authority to Adam, who then gave it over to Lucifer. God will not break his word. So when he gave it over to Adam, he said, look, I could, I could wipe everything off. I could just fix it for you. But I don't have the authority because I gave the authority over to you. You then gave it to Lucifer. Lucifer became the god of planet Earth. And if you look around, you can tell that the god of this planet is Lucifer because it's totally out of control. And that's the facts. So people want to blame God. Look, why did God take so-and-so? Why did God do this? Why did God do that? He, he, he must have wanted that person quit sooner into the kingdom. He needed that person. No, no, Satan got to him somehow. It was the person's will. They wanted to go or Satan got to, but it's free will in all of us that's leading us on the path that we're on. God's will is for you to prosper, live long. How they say that in Star Trek, live long and prosper. You know, that's God's plan. He wants you to live for eternity and he wants you to do it depending on him to supply all your needs. And all you got to do is relax and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy all the senses. You know, even the deepest, darkest goals, or not goals, uh, desires that you have in your heart, the ones you're afraid God won't let you do or won't let you have, they're the ones he probably put there. Not bad stuff, but good stuff. And he wants you to enjoy your life. But we're so busy working to attain it that we miss the whole plan that God has for us to enjoy it. So now we have no choice but to spread the gospel and help those who don't know and haven't heard the word of God to get the word of God so at least they can get into the kingdom and into, into eternity under, you know, by the blood of Jesus because it is the only route in 
and you don't want to miss eternity. Living on earth here is the shortest period of time you'll ever be alive. Where you spend eternity is either going to be in what we call heaven or what Lucifer has destined for him, which is hell. You don't want to be in the hell. You want to be in the heaven. God wants you to have everything and have it right. Do it the right way. And he wants you to do it now. So we have to take a commercial break, but we're talking about how God Almighty created you and wants you to prosper. Hope you can believe that. We'll be right back. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Broadcasting live from historic West Norriton Township, this is AM 1180. AM 1180. WFYL. King of Prussia. Philadelphia. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. And we're back, and we're talking about how to get closer to the Lord, utilizing the kingdom, and how God meant for us to utilize it. So, you know, we work so hard, you know, trying to get close to God, but I think so many times we still are stuck in a rut as believers, and it's time to break out of that rut, you know. We're coming to a time where Jesus is going to return. If you, if you don't know that, I'm going to remind you that he's coming back. And um, and God has the power to make us wealthy, and he wants to utilize that power if we'll let him. Um, he has the power to make us wealthy, but he doesn't have the authority. See, and Lucifer knows that. He wants you to continually believe to believe that, you know, it's okay to be poor. It's okay to be broke. It's okay to be... It's okay, to, because the Bible does say, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil, but it's the love of it. It's depending on money that's the root of it, not depending on God. Depending on God is what he wants us to do. So if money doesn't control you, if you can learn how to just use it and give it, God wants you to be wealthy. He just doesn't want you to rely on the wealth instead of him. He doesn't want what you give him to replace him. So, you know, if if you have um, a lot of money, you tend to replace God with money in the sense that you don't need to trust in him to get anything done. That's why the rich young ruler went away sad. Jesus gave him a great opportunity. He said, you, you know, you have kept all the laws. That's pretty darn good. But you do, you're lacking one thing. Sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Why? Why would he say that to him? Because he was trusting in that. He was in a very comfortable place of trusting in the money. He replaced God with money. Now, all of us have to go through different things like that. Uh, what are we replacing God with? Are you replacing him with your Social Security check? Are you replacing him with uh, 
money that you stored up because you were good about your retirement, you have a great financial plan, that's great. But don't trust in that. He's shake. The world is shaking right now. Man, the stock market's gone crazy. Everything's gone crazy. So don't trust in any of that. Trust in the Lord. That's what he wants us to do. That's it. He wants us to trust in him. So um, we have the power. He has the power to make us wealthy, but he doesn't have the authority. Now you can give him that authority by taking his word, the promises, and applying it to your situation, and then dispatch, he will dispatch the angels. You will. You can dispatch the angels in your life to bring to you health, wealth, and of course, eternal life. We all want that gift of eternal life with God. We don't want to spend it in hell. That would not be the place you want to go. So, we want to trust the Lord with all of our heart and lean not in our own understanding. Um, I, um, God is our provider, and that's what we want to make him back into, that he is our provider. He is our provider. And um, Jesus came to return us to God being the provider. You know, and it's, instead of you providing for you, God came for Jesus to be to help us to remember that God wants to provide for us, and He's doing it now through His Son, through Jesus. So that's what we're supposed to be doing. Um, we were made in the way that we need an overlord to serve. God is our overlord. He created us to trust in Him. We were designed that way. The only so what happens too often is we we replace God with something, whether it's uh, a physical pleasure or money or whatever. We tend to replace God by getting our security somewhere else. And all God's looking for is for us to depend on Him. Depend on Him. Trust in Him with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul. And He, re he came, Jesus came to get us back. Um, God's kingdom is independent of this world's kingdom. It's not based on the stock market. It's not based on the economy. God created a system by which we could just all prosper. He made it so <clears throat> how many billion people there are? Everybody on this planet could prosper, and there's still plenty left because God created a system to take care of it. And no, the earth isn't going to disintegrate until God says it's time. And then you'll be out of here by that time. So God's got it all planned. The creator of the universe did it all. He's figured it all out. In Genesis 3.1, the serpent came. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals and the Lord God had made. So he said to the woman, did God really say to you, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? So today, what do we hear? Did God, is there really a God? Come on. Why would he let all this happen if there's really a God? The same serpent, the same story. Did God really, did, did he really say you can't eat from all this information? Come on, we got all this information available to us. Why would a loving God not want you to know all this stuff? <clears throat> there's only one reason. It's because all this stuff interferes with you getting what you really want. 
That's the only reason. So God wants you to be set free from all the bondage of what all this other stuff teaches you. He wanted that from the beginning. And of course, man, Adam, Eve, all of them ate from the tree, and here we are. Now, in 1 Corinthians 3, 1, it says, Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who, who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. So he was talking there about, we wanted to talk to everybody in this mature way, but they, they couldn't get it because they were still infants in Christ. So he had to talk to them as babies. I would like not to talk as babies. I would like to say, wake up. I would like to say, wake up right now. This is a time when you need to take the Word of God, make it the first place in your life, make it the most important thing in your life, and not allow anything else to get in the way. And make that a priority every day and allow the Holy Spirit to get you back to where you belong so you can have victory over every circumstance and situation that you come up against. That's what I would like. That's what the Lord would like. And it's time for all of us to just stop acting like children in the Lord. Start believing what the Word says. The Word of God is alive. It is alive for us because we need to see results from it. It's not enough to have read the Word, but it's to use the Word. And so the Lord wants to wake us up. <clears throat> and we're in that time. We are in that moment. Uh, when He said to Adam, in the beginning, he said, you know, now that you've eaten from that tree, everything's going to be cursed and you have to work for it. I'm sure Adam was really perplexed and didn't know what to do. But we have to all be careful that obviously we don't replace God with the gift that he gave us. If he gives us money, don't make the money God. If he gives you cars, don't make the cars God. If he make, gives you a talent, don't make the talent God. Use what he gives you. But don't make it God. God's God. Jesus is Lord. And that's what we want to be thinking about all the time, that He's our Lord. We trust in the Lord with all of our heart, lean not on our own understanding. Um, in Matthew 24, verse 1 through 8, Jesus is talking about the times and, <clears throat> and the destruction of the temple. He, 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 then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up and showed him to show him the, the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another. That shall not be thrown down. Nor has he sat on the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when are all these things going to happen that you're talking about? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars, rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. Don't be troubled when you hear all this. Okay, um, see that you're not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. And these are the beginning 
of sorrows. So that's the beginning of it. When we start to see that, now we've started to see that. And it seems that more and more every day, we're seeing more evidence of the things Jesus talked about. And just like a woman giving birth, as she has contractions, they get closer and closer and longer and longer until finally the baby's born. In this case, as we're witnessing all the rumors of wars and all the things that are going on, it's getting more intense and they're, they're coming quicker. So let me read here from 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 through 8. <clears throat> but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power of it. And from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of the gullible women loaded down with their sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So, what Jesus is saying here, men will become lovers of themselves. Well, we, I mean, in this day and age, more selfies are taken in a day than you can comprehend. What people love is themselves and showing themselves to others, and sometimes not in good ways. Uh, lovers of money, coveting money, wanting money, but not necessarily to help give other, to other people and to help others, but for themselves. Boasters, boasting about how great they are. Proud, blasphemers, you know, blaspheming against God. They don't even want to hear about God. Don't tell me there's a God. Um, without self-control. No self-control. Just walk into the room and think it's all about them. If that's not happening now more than ever with Facebook and Twitter and all the social medias, it's just all about self. Losing self-control um, and despising good. I mean, it wasn't even a year and a half, two years ago, they wanted to cancel the police force. What's, what was true and good is no longer true and good. It's like all upside down and backwards. So there are people who literally despise good. There are traitors. There are traitors in government who are traitors of this country, giving information for money overseas and to other countries. How do I know that? It's obvious. It's obvious. And it's also obvious who they are, but they don't want to admit it and they don't want us to know it. Self-control, despisers, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. How do I get pleasure out of it? What does it do for me? Not for anyone else and not for God, certainly. Get God out of my way. <clears throat> Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. So we're going to be very religious and holy, holier than thou, but no power. And the power of the Holy Spirit is, at, is, is very important. 
to be demonstrating that and to have that at work in your life. And God wants each one of us to, to have that at work. So here in Ephesians 6, 1 to 3, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. So how is it? how do you want to make sure that things are going well with you? How can you make sure of that? You can make sure of that by honoring your father and your mother. But you don't understand. They don't, I don't get along with them. Well, why not? They're your father and your mother. Love them. It says here, if you honor them, things will go well with you. Are things going well with you? If they're not going well with you, the first place to start is by honoring your father and your mother. Now, that doesn't mean you have to listen to everything they say. And that doesn't mean you're not, you're going to move in with them and they're going to, no, that doesn't, that just means honor them. Bring honor to them. Always lift them up. Just say a kind word and the Lord will do the rest. And once we're talking about how people are out of control in this age, you know, I was l- reflecting on how did they handle this in past years and past generations, because it's definitely uh, something that was addressed in the Bible. And in Deuteronomy 21, 18 through verse 21, it says, and this is hard to believe, but this is this is in the Bible. Now, of course, this is Old Testament and we're we're not living like this now, but this is what they were instructed to do. If a man have, has a stubborn or rebellious son who will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and though they discipline him, he will not listen to them, then his father and his mother shall take hold of him and bring him out to the elders of the gate and place where, at, the, at the place where he lives." And there they shall say to the elders of this city, This is our son, his stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of the city shall stone him to death with stones. So you shall purge the evil from your midst, and all Israel shall hear in fear. That's the way they were told to handle rebellious children. Now, every age has rebellious children, but I think we're going through an age right now where there's more rebellion than ever, and that's because God has been removed, and more and more of the world's input is is available through online searches and everything else. So, they have access to all this knowledge of good and evil, and the evil is just destroying them in many, many ways. But that is the way it's said to deal with it in the past. And here in Exodus 21.15, whoever strikes his father or his mother shall be put to death. That's pretty severe. And yet that's the way they were told to do it. In Colossians 3.20, it says, children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. So we have to be thinking about what we're teaching the children. And how are they reacting to things in the world today because it's out of control? Ephesians 6, 1 through 3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you 
and that you may live long in the land. Are things going well with you? If for any reason they're not going well, the first place I would check is, are you honoring your father and your mother? Is there anything you can do to bring honor to them? If so, do so. That's a promise from God. Your life will go well when you tend to business. And the business is not being out of control, selfish, righteous, and all that stuff. But being rather uh, caring, loving for the Lord, uh, loving one another as Christ loved us. That's a big one, right? That's the one that gets it all done. So when you see other people, when you realize and we're in perilous times and when is Jesus coming back? We don't know. Uh, but there are those who believe it's really soon. And then there are those who believe, well, it's about seven years from now. And there are those who believe it might be longer. So no one actually knows the true time. But we are to follow his teachings in order to be blessed and to have it recorded so that when you do leave this planet, you will have eternity being blessed as well. So what is it you're doing? What is it you can do to be a better participant in your own life? Number one, don't get upset when you hear of all these wars and rumors of wars. Don't be a boaster. Don't be a lover of money. Don't blaspheme. You know, lift the Lord up. Get yourself situated in the Lord and do something every day to get closer to Him. The purpose of this program is to learn how to draw near to Him and to utilize the power of His Word in your life every day. Do you believe that God's power is real? Or do you think it's just a fantasy? Do you believe God could really heal you right now, wherever you are? Do you believe He could bring in a miracle money, miracle amount of money <coughs> that could pay off all your debts? The answer is He can. Remember I said earlier, He can do it, but He doesn't have the authority unless you release Him. So praying and understanding his promises releases him to do what he can do. And then he can send an angel to see to it that you get everything you need. So what is it you're doing? What is it you should be doing? For number one, finding God's promises that apply to your situation. Two, speaking them out of your mouth, believing them, holding fast to them, and expecting miracles to happen, expecting God to act. Are you expecting Him to act, or do you expect that He is not going to act? Because a lot of people expect that. They don't understand where God is. They don't understand that He, why He hasn't done something. But He has. He has done everything. He paid the price for all sin. All we have to do is accept that. Take His word. Speak it out of our mouth. Believe his word. Hold fast to his word. Take it. Take his word. Take it and use it and believe it. And don't let go of it no matter what. God loves you. He loves you so much he sent his son while you were yet a sinner. Now, you may not be a sinner. You may be born again where you accepted him and what he did. 
but yet there's growth that has to take place. And that growth is to believe and use your faith on a day-to-day basis, knowing that God is at work behind the scenes in the invisible realm, bringing victory to whatever it is you're asking for. He said to us, whenever two or more agree, as to touching anything, it shall be done. Is that the way you believe? If you agree with someone in prayer, do you forget about it and believe it's done? Just put it to bed saying, it's done. My father said, it's done. So therefore, it's done. Or do you still go to bed fearful or walk around fearful, unbelieving that it not, and it's not done? God so loved the world that he gave his only son that you could have life and have it more abundantly. So we try to cover different aspects of that on this program. But the truth of the matter is you have to want to live it. And you want to believe that the Lord is at work in your life, causing miracles to happen each and every day. He is. Will you receive those miracles? Will you receive them and take them? By faith, through grace, God loves you. He wants you to succeed. He placed Adam in the garden where all Adam had to do is just relax and things would happen the way whatever he needed would come. Now we have to work and we work too much instead of believing. We have to use our faith, not our hands, to get back what Adam lost. But Jesus did it all. All we've got to do is believe that Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ, did all the work for you and I so we can rest in him, knowing that he's done the work and that we can command his promises that he promised us to come to pass. That's what we need to be doing. In Jesus' name, we accept it. We receive it. We refuse to let go of it. Satan, take your hands off of God's property. Take your hands off of what belongs to all those who are listening. This is God's property, and we take it by faith through grace. (coughs) And we refuse to quit, and that's what we do. But we stand, and we stand strong. So, until next week, pick one thing that you're believing for and start expecting it to come to pass. Don't quit. Just expect it and keep looking for it. Keep praising God for it as if it's already done. And we'll see you next week, and we'll talk more about how be all in with the Lord. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time.